not safe for church podcast. It's not safe here. It's not safe here. It's not safe. It's not safe. They're not safe for church podcast. I want to welcome you to the Not Safe for Church podcast where we serve the saints and the ain'ts because Jesus is for everybody. I am your host, Ray Nall Kent. Right now, I want you to like, comment, and subscribe. You might be wondering I got a rope on, but I'll talk about that later. All right, but I want to welcome my co-host. We had some technical difficulties today, so you won't see everybody on here, but we all here today. All right. I got Phil Turner in the building. What's going on? Come on in the land of the living. I got Quentin Ford in the building. What's goody? What's goody? Come on. I got Toya Skull up in here. You won't see her, but she's here. Say something so the people can hear you. Hey. Come on. And I got Arik in the building. Come on. What up? What up? All right. All right. All right. Y'all won't see them, but they are here. We are here together. But some people lately, I've been getting a lot of listens on uh, the actual whatever Apple and Spotify. So, I mean, most of y'all won't even care because y'all don't want to look at me, but it's all right. It's all right. All right. But I want to thank uh, my bonus mom, Tiffany Kent, for sponsoring this episode. I appreciate you so much. Literally, I remember that day at the wedding. You could tell I was not feeling it. I was like, why are they getting married? Ugh. I was not here for it, but I'm so happy. God can restore. God can deliver. And uh, I love my bonus mom today. God is so good. He's, he's a restoring God. Hallelujah. I remember the pastor prayed at that ceremony and I almost caught the Holy Ghost because he like, he took my spirit because I was like, why are they about to get married? But I'm just happy they made, you know, I'm happy they married today and God is good. All that good stuff. All right. In today's episode, we will discuss the black church. If you did not, if you did not, let me, oh my gosh, what am I saying? Let me get this thing right. In today's episode, we will discuss the black church. If you didn't know, there is something unique, divine and uplifting about the black church experience. However, before we get into that, we're going to start off with a game based on culture tags. I will give you an acronym from the black church and you will have to guess what it means. Here's an example. Um, I might say PTL and uh, in a black church, a lot of times you hear praise the Lord. Come on. So yeah, let's get it. We're going to start with this first one. Come on. Do you have the first one, Quan? Anybody no. answer? No. The first picture? No. Yeah. All right. This is the first one. All right. What do you guys think this means? Anybody can go. Uh, when the praises go up, the blessings come, come down. down. <laughs> oh, my. No come easy. on. My oh. used to direct this song at our church, and she would direct, um, it's got to come down, and she would direct the heck out of that. <laughs> you got to come down. They got it. I mean, she would direct that song. I mean, and when other people would direct it out, but they just need to quit. <laughs> you, I just told you, you know, you know, they don't do it like you. I would be, you know, the other directors, I'm like, oh God, here they go trying to direct the song. They don't have no business directing. But you know, I do love the other directors. I'm, you know, I'm still friends with all of them on Facebook, so I don't want them to come for me. Because you know, it's a lot of Facebook, a Facebook group. You know, Facebook people will come for you. They do not play on the Facebook ministry. All right, let's do the other one. Let's do another one. Can I get a witness? Uh, why are you going so fast? It's a game. You're going to ruin the whole game. Hey. got to get the regulations in. All right. And let's do the last one. FG. Oh, FGH. Oh. Father God, he's the greatest. All right. Let's get, our, our, 
Uh, first give honor to God. Oh, yeah. First giving honor to God. Yeah. You don't have black church when you go to church. Yeah. Yeah. You do a testimony and you say first giving honor to, to God. God. Who's the head of my life? Well, yeah. I didn't have an altar call plan, but recently something came out. And, you know, this is not even on the script, but I feel like we got to talk about it. Um, recently, I was on last night. I'm just minding my business, about to go to bed, you know, texting them and all those other people. Texting them. And, um, I, yeah, I text a lot of people. I'm kidding. Let me quit. I don't want nobody to listen to this. And then they're like, oh, you text other people. I'm not. I'm only texting you, whoever is listening. Um, and they and I got a, I read this message from Maverick City. It says, due to behavior that is inconsistent with our values and beliefs, we have decided to pause on professional relationships with Dante Bo. Decisions like this are not easily are not easy because of the level of nuance, both professionally and personally. But we felt it necessary to address. From what I understand, Dante Bo. Um, was listening to the bunny, whatever, Bad Bunny. I don't I don't listen to Bad Bunny. And, you know, Bad Bunny is, you know, kind of, you know, wild, fun, you know, a good time. And uh, I guess people were mad that he was listening to music that is secular and cursing. And I guess Maverick City had to pause on a relationship because of listening to that type of music and turning up. Where was he listening to it at? On Instagram, on his story. What are your opinions on that? Bad Bunny or Lil Nas X? <laughs> well, I'm talking about Dante Bo being excluded from Maverick City because of listening to that. Like That's wild. It's silly. Yeah, it's, that's wild. It doesn't matter what music he's listening to. It doesn't change his relationship with God. Um, I think people like Maverick City, in this instance, super judgy for no reason. Yeah. Like, what is him listening to? Bad Bunny or who, whatever other secular artists have to do with his relationship with God. It's, it's just silly. People want control of what everybody yeah. else got going on. All right. So this is where the problem starts. Um, most problems yeah. start. I think um, people are so quick to to check you and and check your status and your space and proximity to God yeah. and don't even know how close they are themselves, That's right? Good. And I think kind of creating a well for real for real. I mean, I don't want to speak badly of Maverick City Music cuz I've enjoyed the recent project that Me they put too, out. Me too, and I, I love it. I'm still team Maverick. Yeah. I love all of them, and I mean, I know some of them personally growing up in Georgia. Like I, I'm not I'm not mad at none of them. I just don't sweep at your own doorstep yeah. before you Right. But you see, the problem oftentimes with this kind of response is Maverick City will use someone like a Dante Bow to reaffirm how close they are with God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And will in some ways victimize him and make him uh, a pawn for for, OK, you're here. You're not with us. We're going to distance ourselves from you because you're not with God. Yeah. And so if we're not connected to you that doesn't let the public know that we are not, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's, there's a, we're, we're reestablishing our connection with God by distancing ourselves from you because of whatever you're doing. And we don't do that. And that's not really, this ain't that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's, it's very much so nuanced a lot, a lot more, I'm sure went into that decision than, than what was, than what we were led to believe. Yeah. I just don't understand why it had to be announced. Like, what was the point of the announcement? Is he like one of their main? I mean, he singers? is a main. I mean, he's like, he's like. Well, I don't know. I think it's more of a Chandler and Naomi show. I don't. And I, no, no, Shay, I love Chandler and Naomi. You know, I, I am Team Chandler more. I was Chandler more before he was singing. I give it all, I have it all. You can have everything. Woo! Man, I mean, that that's the Chandler I know. <laughs> but yeah, Auntie Toya, what do you think? 
Um, I think we have to stop trying to police people's relationships. With Amen. That's a word. And I think that if we take things from that approach, we will understand what it truly means to extend grace. Yeah. To cover people in forgiveness and yeah. to usher them to restoration. Yeah. And Amen. sometimes the church, Maverick City, and all of these other entities is like, you have to do it this way. And if it's not done this way, then you're wrong. Yeah. And I, I think that's a big problem overall. Yeah. As long as you're doing what it is that they want you to do, even if you're doing things in secret, but as long as you're doing whatever they want you to do and it has not come out to the forefront, everybody is okay. But the moment that your humanity is exposed, now we have a problem and we forget what grace is until we need grace. Absolutely. (sighs) Pretending like they're blameless. But I also think this is interesting. I think when you work, because I've worked in white church and black church, when you start getting in white church culture like Maverick City, that's what they do. In black church, you can do whatever the hell you want to (laughs) do. Like, let's be honest. Let's think about, oh, God, I don't want to say people's names. There's a prominent black pastor that used to preach at Lakewood all the time. And yes. then Carl Lentz, he just came back. I should have said the name at this point. It was John Gray and Carl Lentz. John Gray kept preaching. We not mad at John Gray. John, preach. You anointed to preach. You yeah. just come without repentance. You know, get your stuff at your house right. We God bless you. But we love you, John. But, you know, Carl Lentz, literally the white, white people, they don't play. They'd be like, you're out. You're no longer anointed. Like, I, it's crazy to me. No, it is. Black, it's just, it's very opposite. But I do, but honestly, I think in the black church too, they might not go as uh, drastic or extreme, but you get sat down in the black church for doing certain things, or if you get exposed doing certain things, it may not be as dramatic, but like, say for instance, you're the praise and worship leader or a choir director or something, and you get caught doing something or exposed doing something, the pastor will have a conversation with you and maybe sit you down, maybe not fire you or, you know, completely lose your position. But for a little minute till we, this cool down, they're going to sit you down from my experience. The little people. Yes. But the head people don't ever get in trouble. No. I've been in many a churches and the head people don't get in trouble. I think the nope. black church has been exposed to more, I'm going to say realistic life challenges and yes. things versus a white church. Um, and I think that's some of the stuff that we love about the black church, the honesty, the camaraderie, like the, the love you get mm-hmm. yeah. that is like, we're not giving up on you. We're here to help you mm-hmm. um, and minister to you and get you through that process yeah. versus saying, we're going to write you off and we're going we gonna to move forward with yeah. what we got yeah. going on. But also the black church, don't, you know, I am grateful. You know, I worked at a white church and when I decided to leave uh, for my own personal reasons, uh, <laughs> they did write me a nice check so you know I don't you know if I was at a black church I don't think they would have wrote me a check for that much it depends on the ministry if it was a mega ministry yes maybe TD like, Jakes would have yeah or where I come from New Life in Chicago Pastor John Hanna. Uh, yeah, yeah I think he would have wrote me a nice oh, check I, I like John Hanna <laughs> that man can pray I like I he be praying I don't does. want him to come pray for me though <laughs> Gonna pray <laughs> I might come out something different. I'm John. I'm not ready for you, okay. Pastor John. I, you know, I'm trying. I don't. I don't really go to church anymore, so I don't do the titles. Y'all are all just human to bless me. Some Lord bless him. Except Bishop TD Jakes. Cover my Jesus. Any any other comments from from our from our non video people? I wish y'all were on video today. I guess I, I didn't fast They could have handled it differently. Yeah. I definitely agree. 
But y'all, yeah, I mean, it's the embarrassed. Like you're 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 not giving him a, a, a um. Like, it's not like you're severing ties and you're wanting him to go off and be successful as a solo artist. Yeah, you're like crapping on his name and his integrity and his brand and his artistry. He's gonna have to go into the future with this stain on his, you know, whatever. In the same ways that, like, I feel like somebody like a Daryl Walls has had to like kind of juggle. Like, I, I think, I think it's just, it's just wrong because it doesn't allow people to to move beyond, especially when institutions like like Maverick City do do something like that. You know, they don't allow folks to grow beyond it and move into their artistry without somebody always having to bring up this thing that happened. And yeah. I think that's a, a reason why a lot of people are afraid of Christianity, right? Being judged, being feeling like they're not good enough, they're not going to be welcomed. So to me, it's like it's our, our, our duty to show the reality behind what it's like to be a Christian. Yeah. yeah. Not perfection. Yeah. That's... And my thing is, I just think we we we, we be too much in the, the minute details. It's like, you know, even for me, like, I don't lead worship as much as I used to. Um, but, like, if the Bible say, let everything that have breath praise the Lord, I mean, I should be able to lead anybody into praise. It don't matter if Amen. I'm gay, straight, confused. I mean, like, I just don't, you know, if gifts come without repentance, it's like we pick and choose what we want to believe, like, I just, it's a lot for me. And that's why, you know, at literally at church on Sunday, I had like watched the live stream on Saturday and they were talking about serving. And one of my friends said, why you didn't come to church? I said, I can't serve. So why am I going to sit there and be annoyed? Yeah. You know what I mean? I love the church I go to, no shade, but that's why I wasn't there on Sunday. But I'm going to pay my tithes next week. (laughs) But anyways, it's time for our generosity moment on tonight. You know, the black church, they celebrate women's generosity. (laughs) Yes. I brought my tambourine on tonight. Hallelujah. <laughs> I need to put the writing on it, right? The, the Not Safe for Church podcast tambourine. You know, that's, that's a yeah, sign of the logo. black church yeah. with a logo. Sharpie marker. I bought this from the, um, <laughs> where is this? Uh, I bought it from the Guitar Center today. I might bring it to church with me next week because, you know, I don't, they don't let me sing, row. but I'm going to bring my, pr- you know what I'm saying? I'm going to beat my t- on the fast songs. I can't stand a person <laughs> plays tambourine on the slow songs. Do not play that damn tambourine on a damn slow song. <laughs> Oh, it pisses me off. Oh, it just rubbles my it spirit. Like? It just be like, um, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise. You only supposed to pray the tambourine on it, you know, um, this is the day. This is the day. You know, like on a fat, on an upbeat song, yeah, not nice. on a, you know, when I'm trying to minister and get into the heavenly of heavenlies, it's kind of like when you're about to have sex, you don't want to hear, you don't want to hear um, everybody say, ah, you want to hear, um, Turn down the lights, turn down the bed. No, that's it. I can't make you love me. That's lust. I don't know. I don't know. Let me get Let me get to this generosity moment for I don't have no generosity. All right, I want to thank CrossFit Social City for being one of our partners on season two. Make sure you check them out and get your strength training workout, strength training workout in today. You might catch me there. You will catch me there. I work out there a lot. I want to thank For the Love. LV for being one of our partners. Make sure you check out their clothing store in the Arts District here in Las Vegas. They have amazing pieces. They are also having an event called Sip and Shop. I know a lot of y'all like to sip and a lot of y'all like to shop. And it's going to be happening on September 29th, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. You do not want to miss that. All right, there are three ways to support this podcast. You can like, you can comment and subscribe, and you can can share. That is all free. Literally, 
Help a brother out. Share this with somebody. Tell somebody about this podcast. I can't do this alone. All right. The second way is we have merch. You can go to the Not Safe for Church podcast Instagram, click on the link and get the merch and uh, we will send it out. It'll be great. And lastly, you can sponsor an episode or you can purchase an app for a business. Just DM us on IG at NSFC podcast or email me at the Not Safe for Podcast at gmail.com. But we are getting into our topic today, which is the black church. That's what I have on a robe on today. <laughs> I brought my tambourine. I have my water. You know, when the pastor preaching, you know, they like, hold on, let me talk real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't have my towel on tonight. I'm going to read it how the, how, the, how the black people read in the church. You know how they get excited. As I stated earlier, there is something divinely unique about the black church. The black church is more than just a building. It's a culture. It's a movement. It's the music. It's the fashions and the passion for something that is higher than us. Wow. Today, we will discuss the beauty, how about Shada, the pain and the greatness of yes. the black church. Now, I'm going to take off my, sh- my, my robe now. I have a see-through Amen. shirt on. Oh. I'm I'm um I'm I'm Baptist or I'm full gospel. Uh, no, you know the denomination. <laughs> you know how full gospel is. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love full gospel. Let me quit. I'm gonna get in trouble for this episode. I just already feel it. Yes, you are. All right. Oh my God. My favorite black church podcast right now is the Good Judy's. It's Good Judy's. If you yes. ever listen to this, That's like cool. let's collab. They are hilarious yes. and they're so bold. They're so bold. I was watching the episode. Oh, y'all just got to check them out. I really love them. Um, yeah, there's a bomb. All right. Um, what makes the black church experience different from any other expression? Auntie Toya, I'll let you start. Man, that's loaded. Um, it's, it's a lot of things that make it different. Um, it's, it's the culture in itself. Um, it's, it's the feeling that you feel when you walk into a black church. Yes. To be you know, the church that I went to um, in, in Chicago when I was living there, you would literally be pulling up and you could hear the drone. You could hear um, the music. You could smell the food cooking in the air. You know, they were still doing Sunday dinners and different things like that. And it's just like even the order of service, the, the choir marching in. When they, you know, <laughs> when they was doing that, you have the choir marching in and you have the deacons that's leading devotion. So that, that black church experience is just is just so many layered things yeah. that you, you really just can't describe it in, in just one sitting. Yeah. It, it's deep. It goes deep. Arik? Yeah, it's it's um to, to piggyback off of off of what you just shared, I mean the the origins of the black church, right? What we have is a collective experience of black people in the Americas that yeah. are essentially rejected from society on all standards. Yeah. Um what you have before you have a building is you have a ring shout and you have slave quarters where folks are finding ways to sing cold songs, you know, in the plantations and, you know, wait in the water is a, is a, is a, is, is not just a, um, a spiritual that they would sing, but it's a song to let, you know, uh, other slaves know to hide in the water so the dogs won't catch you if you mm-hmm. run away from the, yeah. from the plantation. Right. So it's, it's a language, it's a culture, it's an experience and that what we have now in, in modern black church comes from all of that. Yeah, um, that's good. And yeah. Yeah, to kind of piggyback off of that, it's like uh it begins as like a refuge of hope. Yeah. For for black people. And I think that's what you feel in the culture when you walk in a black church. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like you said, you feel it from the parking lot. It's a different experience. Um 
And to me, it's like once you experience that type of, it's a different type of love to me. Yeah. Um, you don't have to know the people, everybody in the church to experience that type of love. Yeah. Um, you know, listening to, you know, the Sunday dinners, I'm like, dang, like, it's really a culture. It's a, it's a vibe in a black church that's everlasting, that sticks with you. I don't um, want to eat a dinner from a white church. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I love white people, but, you know, they don't cook good. Some of them oh don't. God. And I think that's... I, I mean, know a lot of them that don't cook good. <laughs> I've been to a lot of houses when I was working at the, the crossing. Oh, oh, my God. I should have said the name. But I'm, I said it. Okay, some people, some of the food was not that good. I'm sorry. It wasn't good. Did you let them Period. know that or did you tell them it was good? If I don't say anything, you know me. When you start hitting that water right after that bite. <laughs> I'm like, do you have hot sauce? <laughs> do you have Louisiana? Um, Not Tabasco. I'm just hungry. I already ate first. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 you know that's me. Here. I will always like, oh, I just ate. I just had Chick-fil-A. <laughs> oh, that's your spot. And I probably had it the day before, so I'm not lying. You just um, gonna make your life. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think... Uh, I think you can tell, and obviously that's why you can tell the difference when you get into, you know, a white church. It's like the first question come to mind is like, well, what culture mm. does, you know, a white quote unquote white church have? Where have you felt culture in a white church? Yeah. I haven't. No. Um, mm -hmm. ugh, I'm to back off you guys. Now that you guys are explaining like your experiences, I have forgot about those experiences as a black church. I've been in Vegas about five years now. And it ain't none. And I mean, there are some. There, but I, let me shut up. I'm going to get myself. You got to travel to get to them. No, you do. I haven't uh, experienced, you know, like a Sunday dinner being cooked while praising worship and the choir and the preaching is going. I haven't experienced that in such a long time. And now that you guys are bringing it up, I miss it. Um, when I left Chicago and I left uh, the Kojic church, um, you got to be born a, in a lot of things I didn't agree with or didn't like the traditions and yeah. uh, the different rules and stuff that wasn't biblical it was man-made stuff. So I was kind of like turned off by it. But being out here, I do miss a good shout, a good bump, Ooh, um, bump. a good organ, you know, um, <laughs> just a prelude to worship and just like the flow yes. of, the, of the service. Uh, that we experience at the Black Church, just, it just flows. It's, you just feel it's a, a different feeling. It's not a and business, I do miss it's a that. community. Yeah, I miss that. I do. Yeah. Well, it's a business. <laughs> the church is a business. But you feel the community it's a in a Black church. The thing about the Black church is, I don't even mind. You know, people get mad about stuff, but I guess maybe because I haven't been a part of it in so long, I literally can go and be happy. Like, I don't mind Like I don't mind the offering being 30 minutes because I've already decided I'm only going to yeah, give $20. Them fresh fruits. <laughs> To the altar all the time. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not giving more than twenty dollars. So I've already decided. <laughs> so so when matter. I go there, you can't irritate me. I mean, because when you raise the second offering, I'm gonna be on my on Instagram. I mean, I didn't been in. Some <laughs> and if y'all like, bumping, I might be dancing. Okay. But it's only two. It's only two options. They didn't been like ask your neighbor for the money mm -hmm. to bring y'all. I'm like, hold on, now. I don't miss. <laughs> don't ask me. Don't ask I me do that. Miss that. For a building fund that that will never get built. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have a drink today, and I am on one. What is your relationship with the black church at this present moment, and where do you see room for growth? I guess I could start. Uh, my current, I don't really have a relationship with it. I mean, I guess I'm still a member. I never, I've never joined any other church, but the great church of Tabernacle of Praise uh, International in McDonough, Georgia. That was a church I joined as an as a dog. My parents went to other churches that they had me at, but. I've only been in one church. I don't do the hop, hop, hop. But <laughs> even if you do hop, I don't judge you. But I don't even go there. I mean, I don't even, yeah, but it's my church. I mean, and when I go there, I, you know, sit in my little seat and I love my pastor and he's a good man. I think room for growth. Uh, I think sometimes we can get 
we need to we can catch up with the times. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's that's one thing that stands out to me. It's like black churches, like old school. Yeah, old school. And I do a lot of different like websites and stuff like that for black churches, <laughs> and they'd be the most difficult ones because it's like they don't want to step into. Where yeah, we in now? Don't be yeah. too worldly. Oh, too. That all. Don't be too worldly. But then they'd be like, you know, we trying to reach out to the next generation. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're stuck yeah. in the past. Keep Miss Patty on on the hook. <laughs> but I think as far as like a relationship, I mean, you don't have when you go to a white church. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I think I crave some yes. of the things I'm missing from you know going to a black church. Absolutely. Um, I think and, and it's the culture. I mean yeah. I like I like the church I go to. I like what they stand for. I like what they do, all that good stuff. But for the most part. But I miss that culture. You know you had to think about it. You saw that? <laughs> I do <laughs> like, yeah, I like about it. Yeah, I, I, but you yeah, know I, like, I, I miss I miss that culture part. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I That's wanna, why I, I want to hear the voices of a of a choir singing. Yeah. I like to go to church L V because they do be playing the good the 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 musicians be like ethnic and I feel it still. Like, even though it's not black, I still feel those chord changes. Mm-hmm. It feels similar to home. What do you guys think? Oh, come on. Huh? Hey, oh, Robo, shut right up. Now. God will give you a bit. Hello. <laughs> Prayed about it. Popped up on the screen. <laughs> oh, he will do it. Waymaker. Right. Come on. Oh, shout out. I both okay. see. I t- <laughs> see, that's because my Nana be praying for me hey. every day that God did this. <laughs> Amen. How y'all doing? Nice Don't to see your faces. Yeah. Good to see some faces, yes. What do you guys think? Where's your relationship with the black church currently, and where do you guys see room for growth? Currently, um, I don't have a relationship with the church. I stopped going to church probably about um, two years ago, and I decided to choose myself and come out in my own sexuality, and it just started a whole domino um, effect of things that really just left a, a bad taste in my mouth. Is that to say that every church is that way and every experience will be that way? Absolutely not. But it is to say that in choosing myself, I had to choose the journey and the path that was best for me. Yeah. I still love God. I still believe in God. I just don't. Um, I don't believe in all of the religious theatrics. Yeah. The, the control, the manipulation of God's word and different things like that. So as far as um, improvement, just from my personal standpoint, it would just be to um, to preach the love of God. Yeah. Um, to build people up, um, to not turn people away or condemn people because they don't live up to your standard or what you think should be happening in their life. Period. When you're privy to any of what their experience has been to get to where they are. And I do. I mean, I agree that I think the black church has a lot of religion in it. Um, yeah. Some of the stuff I think that we couldn't do in church growing up was just kind of funny, you know. Um, but Toy, a question for you. Um, now that you're not going to church out of curiosity, um, how do you continue to get fed? Um, what are some of the, some of the things you've had to do or, or change yeah, in order to continue to be spiritually fed? You better yeah, host I, the show, Phil. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, um, I meditate. I have really um, started a journey of getting to know God for myself. Yeah. And shedding the layers of what I was taught 
and stepping into what it is that I actually know from my own experience. Yeah. So I grew up in a Baptist church. Right. Yeah. Everything that we did was sending us to hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how you tried to twist it, how you tried to turn it. Everything that we were we, we, we were doing was sent us to hell. What that developed for me was a fear of this of God who died for everyone. Yeah. So am I fearful of someone who loves me? Why am I fearful of someone who knew what I would be before I was formed in my mother's womb? Come on. Say it. With knowing that and peeling back those layers of religion, I had to say, okay, hold on. Something here Uh isn't adding up. On one hand, you're telling me that God loves me. But on the other hand, you're telling me if I don't do this and if I don't do this, I'm going to hell. God. On one hand, you're telling me that God died for everyone and all I have to do is repent for my sins and he'll forgive me. But then on the other hand, you're telling me because you live this lifestyle and because this is who you are, you're going to hell. It doesn't matter what you do. So what that started to say to me was, or what it started to develop in my mind was, okay, if I do what God tells me to do or what they're saying who God is, then I'm good. But if I don't, then I'm going to hell. And you know what that started to make God to me? A narcissist. Yeah, yeah. right. And that is not who God is. Yeah, right. So it took me stepping away from church, putting down all of that trash that had been poured into me over the years. Not saying that there was not some truth in some of it, but a lot of it was trash. And it was leading me to a place where I had even started to question, is this God that you preach about even real? Yeah, been there. Because how? If I do everything you say, but then on this hand, if I don't, you hate me and I'm going to hell. And the breaking point for me was one Sunday I was in church at the church that I was at. And I came home from church that Sunday and I was so low and I was so depressed. And it was two options. Commit suicide and end it all. Or choose yourself and be free. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I made the decision to choose myself and be free. A couple of months later, I was released from the praise team. I was talked about and bashed in the church. Everything that started to go downhill, but I was so happy and I was so free and I felt the best that I had ever felt in years. And that's why today I can say, yes, I am a same sex loving person. Period. He asked this same sex loving person. I have a God who loves everybody. Period. Can I get an amen? Amen to the man. Y'all know I love a man. Okay. (laughs) Hallelujah. Journey. Is what keeps me. Yeah. The knowing the truth of who God is is what keeps me. Amen. The knowing the truth of who I am is what keeps me. Oh, that was so good. That was good. Man. I mean, I would give an offering on that. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I, and I don't even. I, I've told uh, t- Auntie Toya this in person, but like, I remember watching her journey. And I remember like texting my sister, like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like, oh my gosh, she has a, a pride flag in her thing. Like, I just, it, it was so freeing to see. And I, it was like, oh, maybe I'm not crazy. 
And that's why I think people don't even realize, like, yeah, you may be on your own journey, but, like, it could be helping somebody else that's a few steps behind you. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I never thought that we would be here in this moment and, like, being honest, being open and, like, transparent. Mm-hmm. And, like, at the end of the day, Jesus is for everybody. And, you know, I just pray the church catches up. Because it's, it's so many... If people could just be honest, it wouldn't be that many scandals. It wouldn't be that much. Like, yeah. if you could just be real about where you at, I mean, and that's in, in all church. Like, let people be real. Like, And I think the church is changing. Slowly. Um, yes, and it's going to be forced to because I think our parents and the generations before us suffered in silence. Yeah. And I think, and I, mm-hmm. I know our generation is not doing that. Yeah, They're outspoken. Yeah. They're speaking on, you know, the things that, are real and people struggle with. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, I asked that question because obviously you're not the only person that deals with that. Um, and it's hurtful to understand that because I know a lot of people, you know, get turned away for multiple reasons. That's one of them, you know? Yeah. And it's like the church is supposed to be yeah. the opposite. Yeah. We're supposed to be open yeah. to accepting safe haven ev- for everyone yeah. um, in order to be a resource for people. Yeah. And I, the problem with, I get so upset is like, there are people who are gifted. Like, if you seen mm-hmm. Toya direct, like, it's something, like, it comes alive. Like, I have been in the surface, like, I don't even know, like, I'm like, oh my God, like, there is something happening right now. <laughs> and it's just sad that, like, there are so many gifted people sitting on the sidelines because of something stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And ain't nobody else, and even, even if, they people believe being gay is wrong or whatever. Like everybody got sin, so like who? Nobody is who really worthy to, to be sin, able to yes. preach, singer, and like we all are jacked up. So I just yeah, it really yeah. But um, Arik, um, based off like what what we're taught, and this is a question for everybody, but I'll give it to Arik first. Like based off what we're taught, how do we move forward and still like honor what we're taught and move forward into like the present? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so without placing blame, I feel like some of some of what you all have even said already. This whole like denial practice, or because see, this is this is let's just go in and call a spade a spade. The people who have a problem with you about your sexuality, about my sexuality, about everybody's sexuality is is really just fighting their own demons. There are, let me tell you something. I I asked them to take sermons down. Before I made my statement, what, two years ago, I asked them to take sermons down from me. Literally, you can viscerally see me wrestling myself, saying this stuff in the pulpit over a sermon. I mean, just, just going, oh, you going to hell and God, uh, homosexual. I mean, just I'm just going, and you know, I'm I'm performing because I wanted everybody to. I so it's, it's like when you have an insecurity that you haven't reconciled, yep. you think everybody can see your little secret yes. when you out in public. So you got to do everything you can to try and veil yourself yeah. behind your 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 situation, yeah. so nobody can pinpoint. Oh, I see your little what's from college because that's what you think when you go out. But the truth of the matter is, if you haven't dealt with yourself. And you're in a leadership position. Oh, you're toxic. You are. You are completely to- because you can't heal. You haven't healed. Yeah. You know. You, you when, when you haven't done the work for yourself, 
you cause other people on the journey to to to, to leave more damage. The mm-hmm. problem why, why are people coming to church leaving worse than they came in? Mm. This is this yeah. this is backwards. That's not that's that's not the place. <laughs> the church is a hospital. Yes. And 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 and, and, and not partic- you don't necessarily have to come in with a with an extreme ailment. First of all, sexuality is not an ailment. Sexuality is a gift from God. Yes. Same gender loving sexuality, I might add, is a is a beautiful gift because it gives you a separate lens to see the world through which I, I, people who are opposite don't particularly see. There's a there's a a a, a um a totem pole, I would say, of privilege yeah. in society that people get get access to. And when you don't have when you live on the margins of society, you have to operate within a lens that most people don't get to see. That's a gift. You get to see the world from a perspective that people who are without also have to see it from and so you have you have closer connection to people who don't get served right and i think that's that's why in order for us to move forward right into the future we have to take our we have to look ourselves in the mirror first of all Mm -hmm. let it all air out just just look at you and we this is the problem is so many leaders that cannot look themselves in the mirror with happiness yeah and with joy that was me and like I, I love who I am and I love what I am and I love what God made me still can't. I mean, literally trying to embrace this whole perspective of yeah. I'm sinful. I'm sinful. You didn't say that David did. And this is the problem. I, so it's so it's so funny because when we when we get into the scriptures and it's it, we, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it because I want to. I want to go there so bad, but we're not going to do know, it. Ark is a doctor. But, you know, he's horrible. <laughs> but, but 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 the. You are just as close in proximity to God as the people who wrote the text. Oh, absolutely. The text, and 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 I'm going to tell you where I'm proving it. I'll prove it in the text. Jesus said he knew he was coming from God and that he was going back to God. If you know you came from God and you are going back to God, then that means you came from the same place Jesus did and you're going back to the same place Jesus left to go to. You are not separated, born this, you're not born into this separation. You are born whole, made, created of the creator by the creator's hands. You're not born into this separation. And I think feeding people that narrative and that logic to begin with automatically makes, automatically makes space for a religious tyrant to control and to dominate. Because when you control God for the people, you control the people. Whoa. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't, I mean, you know, this podcast is only, uh, f- you know, 45, 40, 46 minutes. So yeah, I got to wrap up. <laughs> oh, so I'm this on, a good conversation. I, I'm going to end on Can that Can we get note. five more minutes? <laughs> I, uh, we ain't got five more minutes. Hallelujah. I don't got five more minutes. I need more sponsors. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but um, wow. Any final statements? Final statements. I don't even want to give benediction because that was just so good. I mean, Ari I, just, he just dropped the mic. I, yeah, I can't come after yeah. that. Quickly, what what he said, right? The church is supposed to be a hospital. Yeah. Um, and you were talking about what we're born in. What we are born in is of sin. Mm-hmm. We all know that. Um, and being a hospital, we are all coming in sick, no matter what type of sickness. Yeah. So there shouldn't be a human fleshly to be able to make that judgment call. Yeah. There's nowhere where it says your brother should be able to place that or your sister should be able to place that judgment on you. Um, that's not our call. That's not our duty to do. Um, and it's not even about agreeing with what someone else does. 
Yeah. But the Bible talks about us loving on each other. Yeah, that's the most important thing. And I think we miss that part in all that we do all the time. Um, and if it was a transition to focus on that, things would look much different. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's for all churches. I Black, Absolutely. white, Mexican, Asian. And I think the fear is, like we've touched on, is something internal. Yeah. The fear of releasing that. Yeah. I think it's the fear of people really being jacked up. Some people can't admit that they're really a mess. <laughs> or like they're real like Ooh. it's yeah i had a yeah i'm not gonna say that but yeah I, I i remember i had a close friend one time and he was super saved like you know and i was like bro can you admit that you sin and he literally almost broke down crying because he did not want to admit that like he yeah. is a sinner like you mess up and i was like that's crazy whoa like that is scary but i think a lot of times in church we are taught to be who people want us to be, to be this image. And yes, we're supposed to be image bearers, but like I'm an image bearer and and really where I am today, like right mm -hmm. now who I am. Yeah. And that's who God can really work on, the real me, the real you. Amen. Well, y'all, I wanna like I wanna thank my sponsors, my co-hosts. Oh my God, y'all were amazing tonight. Oh my Lord. <laughs> this might be my favorite episode. I'm say serious. Every time. <laughs> no, I don't say that every time. I didn't say it last week. <laughs> I want to remind you to like, comment, and subscribe. I want to thank Claiborne Loops. I also want to thank my guy brother. He uh, uh, did the music for the theme song. And uh, I want you to like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us on the NSFC podcast. Until the next time, remember Jesus is for everybody. 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 I'm like Missy Elliott. <laughs> <laughs>